Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, this is the week. Sasquatch and Wildcard Casino giving away large model RC-104 Starfighter. If you don't want it, they're going to give you nearly $28,000 in cash instead. It's a really cool remote control jet. you got to see this to believe it. Grand prize drawings this weekend, the 26th and the 27th. Need to go check that out while you're up there. You can play at their sports book. They have great food, really loose slots. You're gonna love going to Sasquatch and Wildcard, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Mace, how are you? Doing all right. How was your weekend? It was great. Uh, I had a long weekend with Mia. Went to San Francisco and it was one of those trips. Uh, Danny asked me when I walked in. I said it was one of those trips where you say, "What didn't we do?" But nothing was rushed. We never were trying to get someplace to be there on time. We weren't up at 7 o'clock in the morning. That's not how I like to travel. We had great meals. Uh, I mean, we have so many pictures with so many different locations. It's like, what didn't we do? Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Thank you for asking. If if you have an opportunity to travel with one of your kids, and, and I say this because at the end of the day, you don't pick your kids. If you really like your kids, you enjoy traveling with them. You enjoy doing stuff with them. And that's what this trip was with Mia, for sure. Time now for the lead. <laughs> it wasn't that funny. Sorry. That's all right. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, a lot of talk about what are the Broncos going to do at cornerback. They needed to pick up a guy, and today they did, and he is a good one. Kwan Williams, two years, seven million. Slot corner comes out of the 49ers organization. Overall thoughts? Pretty solid pickup. I mean, he's basically, you're going to p- plug him in as your starter at the nickel. That's what he's done his entire career. Like, basically, I believe uh going even way all the way back to Cleveland in 2014. He's been a slot corner pretty much since the jump. Solid in coverage. They'll occasionally use him in pass rush situations. He actually averages for his career about or for his career about one every one pressure every 4.2 pass rush snaps. And last year the the Niners brought him on 41 pass rush snaps uh, based on the Pro Football Focus data. So he's good he's very good in coverage but brings that little extra element that uh Ejiro Evero, I think, wants to have from his cornerbacks the ability to kind of uh, move guys around, catch them by surprise. Very well-versed in zone coverage as well, so he's a good fit. Well, let's put something in perspective. Evero saw a lot of him because yeah. they played in the same division, just like he saw a lot of DJ Jones in the same division. Uh, just got off the phone with somebody who used to coach Kwan Williams. This is what he said to me. Excellent slot corner. He's not an outside guy. He is an inside guy. Mm-hmm. Really smart football player, high IQ. The guy that I talked to said to me, it's going to be very, not interesting in a bad way, but it's going to be interesting in a good way to see how he and Justin Simmons gel because they're both cerebral players. Mm -hmm. He is a tough player as well. Plays through injury. Um, Last year played 14 games. 
year before, played eight. But he has never played a full NFL season. But only, the interesting thing, he did have a year out of football when he had bone spurs in his ankle, and he actually got cut by Cleveland, got that repair, came back to San Francisco. So in the seven years he's been in the NFL, only one of those years saw him miss more than three games. That was 2020 with the 49ers with the knee issue. And of course, the reason why we bring that up is another guy comes up in conversation, of course, is Bryce Callahan. He has never played more than 13 games. Playing at least 13 games is pretty much the standard for Kwan Williams. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this as delicately as I can. When you bring up Bryce Callahan and Kwan Williams, mm-hmm. I'll just put it this way. I'm not suggesting the other guys like this, but I'll be more complimentary of Williams in this sense. Mm-hmm. He is willing to play through injury. Simplest way to put it. I'm not saying that Bryce Callahan isn't. He is injured a lot. But from the guy who coached him said, he is willing to play through injury, and that's a big deal. Smart, tough, athletic. He's not crazy athletic, but he's athletic. And the other point that he brought, I, I said to him, so is now it, specify not playing hurt, but playing through injury. He is willing to that's play. An, that's another level. I mean, he playing is, hurt is one thing, but there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. He is willing to play through injury. He is a tough guy. So then I followed up and I said to him, is it now necessary to bring in Chris Harris? Is it necessary to bring back Bryce Callahan? He said it would be nice to bring him back. It would be nice to bring back Harris. It'd be nice to bring back Bryce Callahan, but it's not necessary Mm -hmm. is the best way to put it. They filled their hole. They have their threesome, which is going to be Sertan, Darby, and Williams, those are the guys. We'll see how Bassey plays. We'll see if Ojemudie can play. It'd be a luxury to bring in a Chris Harris Jr. or bring back Bryce Callahan. I think the only other moves you're going to see at the corner here are either in the draft, a mid-round corner at some point, probably probably getting into day three, uh, take a flyer on somebody, or someone like Chris Harris Jr. might linger on the market pretty long and you there's a caliber of veteran player that I think is likely to wait even until training camp and wait for an injury or urgency and then go play somewhere for the year kind of like Evan Mathis for the Broncos back in 2015 who was you know pretty good pretty good guard at that point but once the market had settled at a certain point it behooved him to wait until an opening pop, an opening popped up, and that's what I. Th- and that's the only way I think you'll see the Broncos bring in another veteran at corner is if you get to training camp and then there's an injury and then you're looking to fortify that. Otherwise, I think you may. I think you'll see a draft pick add to the mix, but I think you've pretty much got the group now. Why do you think? And I understand you want to have flexibility. Uh, there was a point where the Broncos only had nine million dollars in cap space. Mm-hmm. Then they restructured Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. I believe one of them was restructured when I was in San Francisco. Now they have $21.5 million to play with. You know, Williams only cost you two years. Three and a half million. That's it. Yeah. He, so you don't really need to restructure. Yeah. And I understand you have to pay your rookie class, although you're not going to have a big bill with a first round pick and one of your second round picks. I understand that. So why would George Payton want to restructure those guys? 
if he's not looking to make another splash. I think a lot of people were hoping it was going to be Lael Collins. I never thought it was going to be Lael Collins, but a lot of people did. Might be Brandon Shell at right tackle. Now. Who played with Russell Wilson in Seattle. And, and here's the thing. I, I couldn't tell you how good Brandon Shell is. I can tell you how good Art Shell is. I know sometimes I get gas at the Shell station, but I don't know much about Brandon Shell. Brandon Shell, I believe, is related to Art Shell. Well, that's good genes, isn't it? With that... Yeah, he uh, he's the great nephew of Art Shell. Okay. How about that? Okay. So with that, Russell Wilson had some real challenges with his offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. I am guessing George Payton is not going to look at Brandon Shell if he doesn't have a conversation with Russell Wilson. Right. And he probably wouldn't be on the radar if Russell Wilson didn't speak reasonably highly of him. Right. Yeah, which says a lot. Right. I mean, George is going to do his own evaluation, mm-hmm. so are the rest of his guys. And and we'll see if, if Shell indeed is the guy. But, I mean, how much is that he going to cost? Probably uh, probably similar contract to Bobby Massey, maybe a little bit more than that. Probably talking about one year in the... In the uh, $4 million range, maybe $3.5 million, could be a contract that looks very much like uh, K1 Williams' act. So you think it's p- picking up some pieces here and there while the restructure happened, or are we looking further ahead and we're going to get more into this either later on mm-hmm. in the show or tomorrow, or are they doing these restructures for Russell Wilson? I think this is what they're doing them for. You you have K1 Williams, who is $3.5 million dollars, if he has equal value for the two years of the contract, right? And then if you bring in a brand new shell, it's another three and a half, four million dollars, and that would take you to right around fourteen million. You need about six million dollars for your draft class, even without a first round pick. But you always you need want about it. nine with a first round draft pick. What? You need about nine with a first round draft yeah, pick. Exactly. With a first round with draft a, but pick. you don't have that first round pick. Correct. So you still need about six million to take care of all of that. But then every team and this is where I go back to what you might do in training camp if a need arises. You always want to go in with anywhere from 6 to $10 million as a buffer right. in case you have an injury and you can, you're going to be able to attract one of those veterans who has said, I, I'm just going to sit here and kind of be cagey and wait this out and wait for the right situation. And we've seen time and time again, there are always a few of those guys who still have something in the tank at every position group lingering into training camp. And I think that, and I think that's also something that you have to account for as well is the fact that you have to pay your draft picks, but you also want to have that buffer just in case you get hit by injury and you don't want to be able to say, well, uh, okay, we're screwed there. You have a quarterback in Russell Wilson. You're in. Let's try to let's try to win and maximize this moment mode. And so, if you have that little bit of buffer sure. going into camp, then you can then you can have a quality replacement for somebody who goes down. Okay, I'm, I'm going to use it in a more crude example. When you're hosting a party, I'd rather have a little bit too much alcohol behind my bar than just mm-hmm. enough, because you know the party's over yeah. once the bar is cleared out. Coming up after the break, on Friday, we had this conversation. There are 10 AFC teams that legitimately have a shot to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Well, after what happened this weekend, now you can make it 11, which means four teams are not. And I got to tell you, for as much as you and I like what the Broncos have done, 
There is absolutely no guarantee that they are going to the playoffs. Four teams are not in the AFC who are legitimate playoff contenders unless suddenly they move to the NFC. We'll talk about that next. Put the world on a sound. You know party in a weekend. Ain't got no mother. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman, Mason. Watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale lumber for your next project, deck, fence, something like that, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance, the Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303 790 8089. That's 303-790-8089. Well, Mace, like moths to a light, whether it's trade or free agency, some of the top players in the league are flocking to the AFC. Matt Ryan is the latest. Not one of the top players, but still a pretty good quarterback. He was traded to the Colts for only for only a third-round pick. And the Falcons are eating $48 million. With that, the Colts have their quarterback after going through. If, I mean, we've had tons of quarterbacks here. Hmm. Uh, the Colts can rival what the Broncos have. With that, now you can make the case. There are 11 legitimate AFC teams who have a chance to make the playoffs. The Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, Bills, Patriots, Browns, Ravens, Titans, Colts, and Bengals. Take any of those two teams and stick them in the NFC, and I think they make the playoffs. Yeah. With that, everyone's feeling really good about Russell Wilson right now and some of the offseason moves. There's a legitimate chance they don't make the playoffs. There is. Now, I'll legitimate. say... Legitimate. I'll say this with Cleveland. Their chances are probably predicated on what sort of suspension Deshaun Watson serves and how long it is. I agree. If Deshaun Watson serves... Anything more than a three-game suspension, and I think he will. He should because he will. If Ben Roethlisberger got a six-game suspension, then I think that's probably the the floor for Deshaun Watson. And because of that, even he, even if he only misses four games, that's probably enough to push the Browns on the out of the playoffs rather than in the playoffs. Well, depending on what their schedule looks like to start the season. Okay, uh, maybe they have a schedule that looks like the Broncos' schedule at the beginning of this past season. It's possible. That's what you'd be relying on. Another thing, I mean, you talk about timing on games, and that's why the schedule being the schedule release is going to be interesting. Because let's let's take for example that everybody in the AFC West faces the Arizona Cardinals. What has been the distinguishing characteristic of every Cliff Kingsbury team going back to Texas Tech? They're much better at the beginning than the end. So something like when you get the Arizona Cardinals on your schedule could be could end up being the difference if it comes down to one game either way. Right. You want Arizona 
in November or December. You get them in September for whatever reason. Cliff Kingsbury's teams usually do very well coming out of the blocks. I have made this comment about every general manager I've ever covered. And I said it a couple of weeks ago, but I'm going to repeat it again. General managers don't have crystal balls. Mm -hmm. They don't know how injuries are going to play out. To me, the way you evaluate a general manager is, what did he know when he knew it? Or was he careless in his evaluation? We all can agree, picking up Russell Wilson, even giving up a slew of picks and players, although on expiring deals, were worth it. Is that fair to say? Yes. Okay. Everybody likes the DJ Jones deal, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think people are going to, once they find out more about K, K1, or K1 Williams, I think that they will like him a lot too. Mm-hmm. The only real question might be Randy Gregory if he slips back to who he used to be. It is not George Payton's fault that the Raiders were able to trade for Devontae Williams. It is not George Payton's fault that Matt Ryan was traded to the Colts. He had no control over the Bears trading Khalil Mack to the Chargers. The AFC is so incredibly difficult. So for some reason, the Broncos don't make the playoffs. I have a feeling it's going to be because other teams maybe on that day were just better, mm-hmm. unless the Broncos get blown out of games, and then it's very easy to say, wow, what a mistake. A ten, I don't think 10 wins gets you in the playoffs this year. It might not. It'll de- Frankly, it'll depend how on whether you have another team running away or not. Believe it or not, if you have a couple of teams that kind of run away and hide from the rest of the group, then 10 wins might still get you in. But if everybody, it's possible that everybody beats each other up and maybe only Buffalo runs away from the pack in the AFC. And everybody else is sitting there in that kind of that 9 to 11 win range where all of a sudden it starts coming down to tiebreakers. Starts coming down right. to head-to-head, conference record, division record, common opponents. We start talking about that. And then it very much is like, oh, well, on that day... Maybe you just weren't good enough. You, you don't get... It's not a best of seven. You get you get two shots against your division foes. One, You're going to get one shot against the Colts, for example, all right? It's possible the Colts could come into Denver and be better on that day. Jonathan right. Jonathan Taylor could just run all over you. Right. You know, it might and, happen. And the other thing is, Nathaniel Hackett is a first-year head coach. Hopefully, he manages games better than Vic Fangio. Maybe that costs him a couple of games, right? Well, well, and that's but, another thing. You're going to have to make sure you're str- you're strong at the fringes, you know, because you might have to win games at the margins a little bit. Right, and you that's have a, a difference. You have a first time head coach, so is that on George Payton? Maybe I suppose, but remember, it's a first year head coach, and first year coaches have to learn from their mistakes. With the key word being mistake that they learn from. Now, looking at the strength of the AFC, okay. Um, the Colts got an older Matt Ryan, but this isn't just this year, man. Mm-hmm. And I know that Russell Wilson is 33 and he said he wants to play another, you know, 12 to 15 years. And that's great. But you still 
Forget about next year. How about the year after that? The year after that, you're still going to have to deal with Mahomes, Herbert, Allen, Mac Jones, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Those guys add up to the number seven. And there's seven playoff spots. Yeah. And those guys are not going to get traded like Matt Ryan. Those guys aren't going to get traded like Baker Mayfield is about to be traded. That's not going to happen. So Russell Wilson is a fantastic addition, and the Broncos have improved their roster. But it's kind of like it's kind of like what Carl Malone and John Stockton had to go through. And Charles Barkley had to go through. And Patrick Ewing had to go through. You know what they all had to go through? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. And they couldn't get by him. But all these guys are Hall of Famers. And it just happened to be a series of events where the timing wasn't good for those players to win a championship. Yeah. And in this case, it could be a series of events where these guys might not be good enough to make the playoffs even though they are a better team. And that's why I think everyone's excited right now, but it might be wise to kind of keep focus on the longer-term picture rather than the shorter-term picture. And it's, look. (sighs) How's it going to get better longer-term? Russell Wilson's going to be a year older. Another another shot. Another shot. Sure. The coaches get better. Sure. presumably with more experience, the players have more cohesion. And oh, by the way, with Russell Wilson, if he has a career arc like most other great quarterbacks of the last 20 years, then there's that second peak that comes at about like age 36 to sometimes as late as age 40. I'm going to give the rest of this segment. Let's see if we can get through it in four minutes. Okay. Because really, this is a much longer segment than that. I'm going to say every team. Okay. Let's take injuries out of it because we know injuries happen. Mm-hmm. We have no idea if Joe Burrow is going to suffer a season-ending injury to his knee in week two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the team you say if they make the playoffs. Okay. Remember, you only, you only have seven. I know you, you only have seven you only choices. Have seven. I know. Okay. Chiefs. No. Whoa. Broncos. Yes. Raiders. No. Chargers. Yes. Bills. Yes. Pats. Yes. I think so, too, because they're division. Uh-huh. Browns. No. Okay. Ravens. Yes. Titans. No. So then you say the Colts win the division. Yes. Okay. And then you say the Bengals make it. Yes. Wait, hold on. I, did you have seven or eight? Chiefs, Broncos. No, no, no. Broncos, Broncos Chargers, Colts, yeah. Bengals, Ravens, Patriots, Bills. Seven. So who's out? The Chiefs? Raiders. Raiders. Browns. Yeah. Titans. I can see the Titans being out. I don't see the Raiders being out. And I don't see how in the world Mahomes doesn't make the playoffs. I. When I, but the thing is, what I'm basically is that crazy? Yeah, I, I just look at the Raiders roster with their pass rush, with their the we agreed they have yeah. the best offensive weapons, skill position guys in the AFC. But when West. I talk about that, I'm literally just kind of flipping a coin here. But I'm saying, is that nuts? Yeah, but they're they're look, 
you're not going to have the 14 best teams league wide in the playoffs this year because there are going to be no. te- there are going to be right. teams that are going to have their noses pressed against the glass on the outside looking in. It's a little bit of a hot take to say the Chiefs, and I get that. And Patrick Mahomes is. I hold you to that. Yeah. Well. Wait, wait, do, or do you not want to? We're not holding to anything before I the schedule. Can't remember this. Make this a drop. We're not holding anybody. Chiefs to are not making the. We're play. not holding anybody to anything in the, until the schedule Andrew, comes out. At Andrew Mason says, hashtag Chiefs Kingdom does not make the playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah. Why? Why Send. do you got? Why do you got to do that? You said it, not me. When I'm ta- Why don't the Chiefs make the playoffs? I believe a difference between the Chiefs making the playoffs and missing it is the fact that they have games, like, for example, they have games against the Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, while the Broncos have games against the Baltimore Ravens, still tough, but also the New York Jets and the Carolina Panthers. I think there's and the and and I think and I, I the, it's what I did actually literally in terms of the AFC West. Yeah, it's only three games on the schedule, but I chose the two teams with the third and fourth place schedules, the Chargers and the Broncos. Okay. Um, the Chargers, for example. In those three games that are determined by your placement in the standings, the Chargers draw Miami. They draw Cleveland. And again, hey, they could get the timing of when Baker Mayfield, or or pardon me, Deshaun Watson suspended. And then they get the Atlanta Falcons, who look like very much like they're playing for draft positioning next year. And I believe those games are going to end up being the difference when we're looking at a quartet of teams that is all within one or two games, and we're going to say, wow, the Broncos got in in part because they got to go play at Carolina, whereas the Chiefs had to go play at Tampa Bay. Coming up after the break, Nuggets, they're barely hanging on to automatically getting into the playoffs. How do you feel about the Nuggets after the last couple of games? How do you feel about what Mike Malone did in the second half of Sunday night's game, only playing backups? Ten games to go. Are they going to make the final six where they're guaranteed to get in? We'll talk about that next. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber, the public, not retail, but wholesale, Go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Impact Real Estate. Impact Real Estate is creative real estate and solutions with the greatest impact. Go to impactcommercial.co. 
Okay, last week you and I had the conversation. Hey, maybe the Nuggets can move up to the fourth seed or the fifth seed. Now, after two consecutive losses and bad losses at that, listen, the Celtics are a good team. The Cavaliers are a good team. So there's no shame in losing to a good team. Mm -hmm. Losing the way that they did, giving up a huge lead in the fourth quarter and won, and then just getting absolutely embarrassed at home, that's a different conversation. Timberwolves finally lost. So the Timberwolves are still sitting in seventh, only a half game behind the Nuggets. How do you feel about the Nuggets holding on to the sixth seed? Not great. Me either. I mean, it's almost as if these guys are running out of gas. That was what I said to yesterday. We had Doug Ottawa on as well. Like I didn't they, listen to the show, so well, I didn't you, yeah, you, I, you were enjoying the day as you should I have was. been. I was at Alcatraz but, when you were doing the show, and when I looked in that prison, I thought of you. Why? I've been to Alcatraz, but I haven't been. Why would you think of me when I was when you were at Alcatraz? Are you saying I should be in prison? Just let, let's let, let's let this one go. No, uh, I don't even want to know. What goes through your mind? Uh, anyway, they look. It, honestly, it looks like <laughs> you're like it, a it marlin look, that bites on a hook. Uh, it, well, <laughs> um, <laughs> lost your train. Yeah, congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> Why are you congratulating me? Yeah, because you made me lose my train of thought. Anyway. I feel like they... I feel like that, that Sixer game a week ago yesterday... Good point. I feel like that took... I feel it was a great win, but I feel like it took something out That's of emotionally point. and physically. Yeah. yeah. The That's com- a great point. The comeback and the emotion of it. You know, it was Jokic and Embiid head-to-head and, you know... It, Jokic was a, was huge in leading that comeback, and then Bones getting hot down the stretch. But I feel like there was so much on that that, and and they did they did win against Washington a couple of nights later. But they've that since since then they have, but they didn't look great against Washington, and now they, I mean, Sunday they just looked awful. And, and Malone, in terms of what was interesting with Mike Malone, Michael Malone going to the, I'm going to bench my pull my starters, and I'm just going to play my backups at the start of the second half, right? I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, but... Did you? Well, it's very much kind of a panic move type of thing. No, it's a... No, actually, I... It's I, a high school coach move. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You, you know, okay, I, I view it differently, and I'll tell you why, because now it appears that the two of you agree, and that's cool. I'm not trying to move you off your spot. Those same starters did bring him back against Philly just six days earlier. I, under, I understand that. Yeah. Okay? But during the course of any season... There need to be teachable moments. I don't care how old you are. Mm-hmm. There need to be teachable moments. And what Michael, Mike Mal- Michael Malone did was he sacrificed the game for what he believes is the greater good of the final 10. Okay. You need to sit and watch. We have a 10-game stretch. We don't have a really tough schedule, though we have some toughies against the Grizzlies coming up, and we have the Phoenix Suns coming up. But you guys just need to sit and stew in your own vomit mm-hmm. and sit there and watch. I don't have a problem with a teachable moment. In the NBA, one game, yes, I suppose at the end of the season when everything's added up, maybe that game would have mattered, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, 82-game season, it should not. They were not playing well. And I know what they did six days prior. I also know what they did in their previous game against the Cavs. And those guys were on the floor, weren't they? When they blew uh, double-digit yeah, they, lead? They were. They okay. Were. So now it's back-to-back games. It's not acceptable for you guys to be doing this stuff. Now you're going to have to sit and watch. And they had like a players-only meeting and so on and so forth. And you can't 
have too many of those anyway. I don't have a problem with what Malone did. Listen, he's a New York guy, and I like New York guys. Mm -hmm. I do. I mean, he said after the game, if somebody's kicking our butt and we're fighting and competing and they're just better than us, so be it. But if we're getting our butts kicked and we're just taking it, possession after possession, heads are dropped, body language giving in, I'm not going to reward that behavior. There are principles in life, and that goes against every principle inside my body. Amen, brother. I agree with you because this really was three consecutive quarters of piss poor play. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. And if there are no consequences that you're going to get benched, then you'll just keep playing like that. Now it's a 10-game sprint, and they will have to probably go at worst 7-3 and with the way the Timberwolves are playing. Yes, and that's the key thing. The Timberwolves are playing well, although they did lose last night. That did that did get the Nuggets back in front by a half game for that uh, for the number six seed. And perhaps we are overreacting. And maybe, I'm not overreacting. No, I, don't, I have no problems. Perhaps with I'm a, okay. Perhaps I'm overreacting. Danny, you overreacting? Was it still a high school move? Danny's wearing a Nuggets shirt, by the way. Oh, uh, I I think that it was a little bit of a unnecessary. I understand what you're saying about it being a teachable moment, but I think that that teaching doesn't need to be done during the game. Sure it does. When else are you going to do it? In practice? They don't want to practice anyway. It's something that, that you have to talk about at halftime, and then you have to let those guys have the opportunity to redeem themselves at the start of the second half, in my opinion. I agree. But I'm not panicking about the Nuggets yeah. getting the sixth seed. I think that they will be competing with Minnesota the rest of the way, and whatever happens, happens. I feel pretty good about the Nuggets if they drop to the play-in but I think they'll still get the six. I am guessing Mike Malone had a few choice words for the starters at halftime. Is that fair to say, guys? Is that fair to say? Definitely. And he probably read the room, and he looked at their reaction. And did those guys look like they wanted to go out there and fight, or were they dropping their chins in their chest? And my guess is they were dropping their chins in their chest, and he said, F it, you're sitting. That's a pure pure speculation by the way one more thing we got to hit a break uh we talked about michael porter jr is still not on the court yeah i was told by somebody very close to him there was a target date you know when that target date was march 20th oh was march 20th that was the target date still not on the floor what do we have coming up on mountain high appliance just in case you missed it We'll keep it rolling, talk a little more Nuggets as the Clippers are in town to take on Denver, 8 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time, and that game on TNT. So we'll get to hear Chuck and Shaq, Kenny and Ernie talk about it at halftime, and we'll get to see them uh, whether or not you have altitude. So Nuggets and Clippers (laughs) preview coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. What's the reason? I'm a pimp in every sense of the word. Better trust and believe them. In a cut where I keep them till I need it, till I need to be the gust in it. I came to dance, 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 dance. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us at You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, 
at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfields has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Clippers in town taking on the Nuggets tonight, 8 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time on TNT. Denver and L.A. have had three really close games this season. So far, the Nuggets have won two. They won 130-128 to 128 at home and 103-100 to 100 in L.A. The Clippers won 87-85 to 85 at home. Do you expect another close game tonight, and do you think it's going to be high? Or low scoring. We've seen both ends of the spectrum in the matchup so far. I think the Nuggets can't afford to lose games, right? I mean, we we talked about in the last segment. Uh, the starters got benched. They better come out and blow their doors off, considering Paul George doesn't play anymore, and Kawhi Leonard doesn't play anymore. By the way, I get my Morris brothers all mixed up, Markeith and whatever. The guy who plays for the Clippers. See what he said today. About what happened in the bubble? That it was only because it was in the bubble. I believe the Nuggets played in the bubble, too. Man, talk about a loser's lament. Yeah, if we didn't play in the bubble, we we, we would have kicked their ass. And that's a quote. We would have kicked their ass. Well, you know what? You were up 3-1. You were kicking their ass. What does a bubble have to do with it? Nothing. Bubble or no bubble, it's a franchise that's never made it past the uh, the conference semifinals in their history. Here's the bottom mm-hmm. here's the bottom line, Mama Morris. And yes, I'm speaking to the mom. Nikola Jokic is is your boy's daddy. Both Morris boys knocked one out and knocked another one out of the playoffs. Jokic is their daddy. That's who it is. And by the way, the Clippers come in with six losses in their last eight games. The only wins they've had were over the Wizards and over the Pistons. So Maybe you hit the panic button if the Nuggets lose tonight, but if if they win and they win and and, and they play well in doing so, message received. A lot's been put on Jokic this year. It really has been. By the way, I have to tell you something really fun. This happened yesterday. So me and I were in San Francisco. We we're getting ready to load onto a trolley, and there was a couple behind us, both from Italy. Okay, a nice couple. And I start talking to the guy, and he tells me he's a big NBA fan. And he said to me, boy, it's going to be great when the Nuggets get back Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. And he's rattling off the Nuggets roster to me and how much he likes Jokic. And I texted our friend Nick O'Hare with the Nuggets to tell him this story. He's the PR guy. Just does a terrific job, Nick Mm -hmm. does, with the Nuggets. But I found it so awesome that there was a guy that I met randomly from Italy who likes the Nuggets a lot. I just thought that was great. It's a worldwide fan base. Yep. Most NBA teams do have worldwide fan bases. That's right. the nature of the sport. But the fact that he's telling me about once Michael Porter Jr. and Murray come back, I'm thinking this guy hey. knows more than probably a lot of casual fans. Yeah. But that being said, if you say Denver Nuggets 
in in most of the world, you'll get more recognition than Denver Broncos. Well, basketball is a global sport. It's the sport. nature of the sport. It's a global exactly. sport. Yes. More people internationally know who Nikola Jokic is than Aaron Rodgers. Yes, hundred percent. Maybe not Tom Brady, but Aaron Rodgers. I mean, actually, there 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 are probably wide swaths of the world where you say Denver, and the first person, the first thing that comes out of somebody's mouth is is Jokic. Today, yes. Yeah, no question about yeah. it. That's what he's did. That hey, he's he's done that for Denver. Good for him, right? Yeah. Another globally known athlete, LeBron James. Uh, we talked about this a little yesterday, Mace. I wanted to hear Eric's thoughts on it, especially considering the night that LeBron had against his former team, the Cavs, with a 38-point triple-double, lifting his record against his former team to 17-1 all-time against Cleveland. So LeBron has now leapfrogged Joel Embiid. He could win the scoring title, averaging the most points per game this season. He would be the oldest to do so. Eric, how many years do you think LeBron has left, and is there any pride that should be taken in uh, in having such a good record against the Cavs? He's always played with great players, except when he was in Cleveland in his first go-around. LeBron can play as long as he wants to. He can have a Tom Brady type of career if he wanted to. I just think he has so many other interests. I don't know if he's going to want to. Not to mention, is he going to find enough friends to play with in order to win a title? Uh, his last go-around hasn't worked out very well. He wanted his buddy Carmelo on the team. Wanted Russell Westbrook, right? Wanted Anthony Davis. Well, it didn't really work out. If LeBron James doesn't feel he can win the way he wants to win, meaning getting his friends together to win a title then I don't think his career will be that much longer. I mean, he wants to go back to Cleveland because they have a nice young team. I don't think Cleveland wants him back, specifically Dan Gilbert, the owner. When LeBron went to the Lakers, I think there was a part of Dan Gilbert that said, you know what? Best of luck in L.A. Because LeBron runs the team that he's on. He's had confrontations with Jeannie Buss. He's had confrontations with Dan Gilbert. He's the guy who runs the show. He has earned the right to have a voice, but now it's just become all LeBron all the time. So if he doesn't have his his buddies around winning, then he'll probably retire, I don't want to say early, but he won't have as long of a career as he wants. But he doesn't want to play with Bronny. wants to play with his son, which is basically forcing another team to overdraft for that son. Is that what you said, Mace? Something to that effect, yes. I agree. Not really. I agree. I, was, I, I didn't. I, was hoping we I only briefly mentioned Bronny, but I said that he's going to want to hang. That he's going to want to hang around long enough. I. I also said that I think LeBron's going to win the scoring title this year because the late because the Lakers going to have to lean on them heavily as they make one desperate push here to try to improve their standing in the uh, four team Ring of Fire playoff before the playoff. Still a hell of a player, but yeah, yeah, hell of a scorer. Yeah, incredible to think yeah. that the uh, Clippers right now are outperforming the Lakers, and LeBron has built the, exactly the team he wanted. Was, and was, yeah. the Clippers are without their stars. And the Clippers aren't that great right, at this point because, like you said, they're without their stars right now. Just in case you missed it, great win for the Avalanche last night. We had a listener text in, and he wanted to hear your thoughts on the Avs and a big overtime win against the Edmonton Oilers, in which Nathan McKinnon sealed it for the Avs in overtime. Uh, how are you feeling about the Avs right now, and how are you feeling about the game last night, taking it to overtime with Edmonton, another good team, but ultimately coming out victorious? At the end of the day, the Oilers have Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl, right? 
Okay. And the Avalanche have McKinnon and McCarr as their top two guys. Who assisted uh, McKinnon again on that goal? That would be Kale McCarr. There you go. Big players come up big when they need to. That's my answer. Big time, big time players make big time plays, as yes, they say. Yes, they do. It happened in overtime. Right. Although it'll have to happen without Claude Giroux because he's a Panther. Well, I said last yeah. week I felt yeah. he was going there anyway. Yeah. Hey, some people like palm trees. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm sure he will be fine down there. It's not like the Avalanche took a big hit. They made some nice moves to the deadline. Nothing that was necessarily a major splash, but they did get bigger. They got heavier, and there is research that shows it, you have to have talent. Don't get me wrong. But if you're a big, heavy team, you have a chance of advancing further because it is such a grind on you. When you're a small, fast team, that's great. But eventually, you're going to get ground down mm-hmm. if the series keep going six, seven games. Yeah. You're going to keep getting hit. It's going to take more out of you. That was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. You can walk in any store, try out the appliances before you buy them, not to mention their sales staff, which is it's really important to mention the sales staff because when you make a purchase like that, you want to ask the right questions, but more importantly, you need the right answers so mm-hmm. they can get you what you want. I have bought stuff at a big box store, and honestly, I was kind of buying on my own. It was a big purchase. When you go to Mountain High Appliance, you want to talk to somebody who can get you what you need, not get you what you think you need when you walk into a big box store. That's Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, NFL.com's Dan Hanzoos put together his NFL power rankings, yes, in March, following the last two weeks of a crazy free agent frenzy. Where are the Broncos? That's next. When the Super Bowl and drive off in a Hyundai, she was supposed to buy your shorty Tyco with your money. She went to the doctor, got Lyco with your money. She walk around looking like Michael with your money.